WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. And the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Today, we're going to be talking about some of the defensive coaches who are basically being interviewed by the Indianapolis Colts to apply for their defensive coordinator position. Today, I have a friend of ours, Andrew Thomason, joining me. How are you today, my friend? I'm doing well, Derek. It's uh, it's good to be back on. It's been some time, I know, uh, from talking to Cody and, and yourself, and I'm excited. Um, Colts have multiple candidates that they're they're taking a look at as you said for for defensive defensive coordinator with the departure of Matt Eberflus and it'll certainly be interesting uh, to see which direction they go absolutely well I mean they got a bunch of names here and we'll talk about those uh the six that are expected to be uh interviewed of the six um is there is there anyone that you know that they are going to interview or have interviewed already that is your favorite. Let's just start there. Which one is your favorite? And we'll start talking about that one specifically. Uh, I'm a big fan of Jim Schwartz um, just because of his, his previous um, experience with Frank Reich. As some people probably know, he was the defensive coordinator for Philadelphia um, when the Eagles went on to win the Super Bowl in 2017. Uh, so he and Reich have some familiarity there. Um, Zach Hicks, who is an excellent analyst for Sports Illustrated, did a film breakdown on his defense and what it could mean if the Colts were to hire him. Um, I can't sit here and say that he's the favorite or anything like that. I'm not certain. But of the, I think, four or five candidates they've they've either interviewed or they're planning on interviewing, he is the one that I think is, is most intriguing. Yeah, I mean, a long, long history, I mean, has been in the NFL – I mean, since 1993. So, you know, this guy has been around a lot. You know, he was with Cleveland to start as a as a scout, you know, went to the Baltimore Ravens for a couple of years as an assistant coach, and then was the defensive coordinator for the Titans throughout practically the entire 2000s to 2010. Uh, was a head coach for the Lions for a while. You know, had a stint with Buffalo. And then, like you said, what everybody remembers is he was the defensive coordinator with uh, the Eagles while Frank Reich was there. And then his most recent uh, one was he was the senior defensive assistant coach for the Titans this last year. Uh, Obviously, everybody remembers him from Philadelphia. But I also think that can kind of stew some people the wrong way because we remember – the 2019-2020 Philadelphia Eagles, you know, their defense a lot of times was was under fire. Um, I know a couple of Eagles fans and a couple of content creators as well. My buddy RB, who runs a Philly podcast, you know, he did not like Jim Schwartz and the way that that 2020 defense looked. Says that a lot of times it just looked very uh, 
I don't know. It just seemed to him like there just wasn't a lot of change being made. There wasn't a lot of good planning. You know, do you think that in some way that hurts his chances with how things ended in Philadelphia? Or do you think that connection with Frank Reich is going to be something that helps strew him in that direction that we need him to be? Well, I think the connection is certainly something that's noteworthy, Derek. Um, you know, you, you look at the connection that Nick Sirianni and Frank Reich had, uh, both being tied to the Chargers at one point, and the connection that ultimately allowed them to come together for a few seasons and similarly brought along Phillip Rivers in 2020. I mean, the connection, the NFL to a degree is is sort of a connections league. Uh, and if you have connections, uh, be it as a former offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, uh, secondary coach, whatever the case may be, uh, with another coach from a different team. I think that certainly, I don't want to say gives you an upper hand necessarily, uh, but there's a reason that the Colts are, are doing their due diligence and looking into a guy like Swartz, who, as we mentioned, has familiarity with Frank Reich. Uh, and I think it also shows that not only with, with Schwartz, but with uh, Chris Richard, with uh, Chris Harris, with some of these other defensive coordinators that aren't tied to you know, a very specific scheme. Like we saw with Matt Eberflus, not all of his scheme was predicated on Tampa two, but a primary portion of it was where they'd give up the Colts would, you know, chunk plays, but you know, in turn, they'd have a better uh, turnover um, margin. They'd have better success uh, in coverage in general, like in terms of, I think their past defense, you know, Rocky sin, Isaiah Rogers, just as examples took major, major steps this past season for the Colts, uh, uh certainly in pass coverage, um, which is what you like to see. And I think James Rowe, the, the former, uh, cornerbacks coach for the Colts was a big part in that as well. He's now in Chicago with, with Matt Eberflus. But my point being is that they're the Colts are interviewing uh, as they should a variety of coaches that are going to bring a variety of different schemes, um, that, that aren't going to solely rely on the Colts secondary uh, to, to be this elite tier that, that, I mean, there may be capable of being, but I don't think we've seen that just yet. Gotcha. Well, let's move to another guy here that they're supposed to interview. And this one for me is kind of one of my favorites. And I think this could be a sneaky one. And that's, as you mentioned, Chris Richard. I mean, this guy has been around uh, for uh, quite a few years now, was with Seattle for about eight years, uh, was amongst that group of uh, the Seattle coordinators who were with the Legion of Boom. A lot of people said Chris Richard was one of those guys that helped put that product on the field at times, you know, was a defensive backs coach, a secondary coach. He was actually the defensive coordinator for Seattle uh, between 2015 and 2017. And then went to Dallas uh, the previous two years to be a passing game coordinator and a coach as well. And then this previous season uh, with New Orleans, and he was their secondary coach as well. So this guy's been around in the defensive back room for a while. He has had some defensive coordinator experience. He's a guy that, in my opinion, has an aggressive style of how he likes to have his corners play, which I think is kind of what... I think the Colts need to start getting at with their young corners because they're starting to get better. And I think it's time for them to start exploiting some of those strengths that they have, which is the physicality. Uh, I mean, you can disagree with me if you want, but I think 
that Chris Richard could be a dude that, you know, could secretly make his way into this group because I, I really like his body of work. Well, I, I certainly agree. Uh, his body of work speaks for itself without question. Um, as you mentioned, the Legion of Boom. I mean, I think that's what he's most well-known for. And what he did with Richard Sherman uh, and Brandon Browner and uh, Byron Maxwell and all these, you know, uh, star NFL players at one point. Now, of course, there were some other pieces on the Seattle defense, Bobby Wagner, Cliff Averill, uh, Malcolm Smith. I mean, just to name a few that certainly had their role. I mean, not, not obviously in the secondary and other parts of the defense, but I think that, you know, when you have star players like that who are in their prime, that certainly helps. And that's not in any way to take away from what Richard did. Um, the scheme that he ran certainly came together well, clearly. I mean, they went to what, two Super Bowls, I think, and won one, 2013, 2014. But, you know, the the, the knock on Eberflus's defense, Derek, and we know this all too well just from, from watching it over the last four years, is, again, the Colts are going to be a lot better. They're going to do much better in, in creating turnovers. Uh, but where the issue is and where it has been is a lack of pass rush. And there are question marks as to whether or not that's solely on coaching, if it's on lack of player development, if it's on injuries. You know, there are a lot of things that you can take in that, that factor into that. But push comes to shove, you know, the Colts corners, at least not this past season, but the season before, certainly weren't good enough just because of inexperience to play in a defense where it's very zone heavy and you have to rely on your front four to get home. And the Colts weren't doing that consistently enough. And they were giving up uh, chunk plays. Uh, they were giving up way more completions than they probably should have. I mean, if you remember the game in Jacksonville, sorry to bring that up for, for Colts fans out there. It's, I'm sure it's still kind of sour, if you will, but Trevor Lawrence had time to make a sandwich and eat it back there. I mean, he was, you know, he had all day to throw, more or less, and that is an indictment to a degree on the kind of defense that Eberflus ran. And it's nice to know that the Colts, as an organization, are willing to not, as I mentioned earlier, solely commit to that Tampa 2 scheme. Again, Eberflus didn't run that all the time, but that was just the general basis of his scheme. And I think it really hurt the Colts at times, as we saw. And uh, Chris Richard. Jim Schwartz, two of the guys that we've mentioned, are intriguing names. Their body of work certainly speaks for the, for itself. And, again, I, I think that um, if I were the Colts, those are the two candidates that I would, you know, 1A, 1B. Uh, but we'll see. It's not to say that some of these other candidates aren't worthy of consideration. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's go to another guy here. And I think this is actually one of the – First ones that the Colts actually mentioned as uh, being interviewed for their defensive coordinator position, and that was uh, Joe Cullen, who was the former defensive coordinator for the Jacksonville Jaguars from this last year. Um, has been around for 15 years, you know, as a defensive line coach for pretty much all of them, except for this previous year as a defensive coordinator for Jacksonville, uh, defensive line coach for the Lions back in the early 2000s. Uh, went to Jacksonville at the beginning of the new decade and then went to Cleveland, Tampa Bay, Baltimore for many, many years. And then now got his big chance as a defensive coordinator for Jacksonville. We obviously know how that played out. But um, Joe Cullen, I mean, seems to me like a guy, especially this last year. I know that it, it this can be a thing for a lot of different uh, coaches, so I'm not trying to look too much into it. But, you know, the Jacksonville – as a whole, and especially under Colin, 
I think really got creative on defense with how they blitzed a lot of people. You know, we always thought that, you know, Eberflus did a pretty good job of disguising blitzes when it came to Indianapolis, but a lot of times we just thought he didn't do it enough. And a lot of times that led the defense to be stagnant. You know, Joe Cullen seems to me like the kind of guy that, you know, opens that up a lot more because he is a very aggressive style kind of coach. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts here on Joe Cullen uh, being interviewed? Because I, I don't know a whole lot on the guy. Well, as you said, he's been around for some time and it's someone whose pedigree certainly like Schwartz and Chris Richard and some of these other candidates. I mean, it speaks for itself. Um, you know, with, with Cullen, the one thing I will say that impressed me, and I think you, you briefly mentioned this, is the rate at which the Jaguars were able to get to the quarterback this past season. Their defense wasn't the greatest. I think they were 26th or 27th in DVOA. They were 20th, I think, as an overall defense, which isn't terrible, or maybe it was 20th in past defense. They were very middle of the pack um, this past season, and, and I think that isn't necessarily an indictment on Colin himself, but maybe more so on the Jaguars secondary, uh, maybe aside from Shaquille Griffin, who's more of a proven veteran player being so inexperienced. Um, you know, the Jaguars have a decent defensive line. I mean, Miles Jack, uh, pardon me, uh, Josh Allen is, is a really, really s- a solid defensive end. Um, you know, I think they had Adam Gostis. They, they had, um, I'm trying to think of a few others off the top of my head. I can't at the moment. They they had some quality players. Miles Jack as at linebacker, um, who I mean is I think played about as well as anybody on that defensive side of the ball. But they didn't have enough players, I think, to to really showcase what Colin was cap- capable of doing as a defensive coordinator. Now, as a defensive line coach, I think. And, th- and this is, again, I'm going to credit Zach Hicks because he was the first one to, I believe, mention it. Um, he's mentioned it on Twitter a few times, and I totally agree. So if the Colts were to bring in a guy like Chris Richard or Jim Schwartz, I think it would be smart to bring in a guy like Joe Cullen as the defensive line coach because, as we know, Brian Baker, whose contract expired, the Colts opted to not bring him back. So you look at maybe a pairing, um, as I mentioned, of Joe Cullen and one of those two candidates, that, that would certainly be intriguing. Uh, but as a defensive coordinator, I, I'm not going to sit here and suggest that he's not worthy of consideration. I mean, clearly the Colts are, are doing their, you know, they're they're interviewing him, so that says something. But I think as as Zach has said, and I think as several several others have said, uh, it would be smart of them to uh, maybe bring him in a, a, as a defensive line coach paired with somebody at defensive coordinator rather than just solely as a defensive coordinator himself. Are you finally ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. The excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. Get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on the action with your favorite teams and players from the NFL, MLB, NHL, Gold, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. Right now at WinBet, you can find great promos, odds, and payouts from boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport. WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. 
or subject to change. Tough terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, being in the league for 15 years and 14 of them being a defensive line coach, obviously he's been around for a long time, so has that pedigree at a defensive line coach. Certainly a position that the Colts are going to be looking at. We'll see if they search outside or if they're going to um, look internally for that. But we have three other names here, and I want to get your opinion on which one you think is the best one of these three, and then we want you to explain to me why. So there's Gus Bradley, who was the defensive coordinator for the Raiders this past year, and then Joe Witt Jr., uh, he was the secondary coach and pass game coordinator for the Cowboys this previous year, and Chris Harris, who is the defensive backs coach for the Washington football team over the past two seasons. Which of these three guys intrigues you the most? I'm going to go with Gus Bradley, and I'm going to go with him solely based on his experience. And that's not to suggest, again, that Chris Harris is not worthy of consideration or that um, I'm drawing a blank on the other. Joe Witt Jr. Thank you. Joe Witt Jr. is not. Now, the one thing I will say about Witt Jr., um, and I'll be completely honest, I don't know a ton about his background, but what I do know is I think Dan Quinn is primarily – uh, responsible for the turnaround that Dallas's defense had this past season. And we did see Trevon Diggs and Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis as corners struggle at times. Um, and I think that can be not solely placed at the feet of, of Norton Jr., but I think that he is somewhat responsible um, for, for the, them struggling at times. And the Colts' corners, while they did take a step in the right direction, being Isaiah Rogers and Rocky Scene, I think that – they're still young and they still have a ways to go before reaching that elite level if they'll ever get there. And when you bring in a guy like Gus Bradley, who's got, I mean, just again, a veteran defensive mind that's got experience, whose resume speaks for itself, that I think ultimately bodes well moving forward rather than bringing in somebody like a, like a uh, Norton Jr. or Chris Harris, who maybe isn't as uh, experienced in that particular um, position in that particular role as a defensive coordinator. Yeah, I mean, when you look at Gus Bradley's resume, I mean, this guy's done everything. You know, he was a quality control coach defensively for Tampa Bay, was even a linebackers coach for them way back in the, in the late 2000s, uh, was a defensive coordinator with Seattle before, you know, the Legion of Boom really took off, and then was a head coach in our division for Jacksonville for several years. Obviously, not much success there, but I'm not going to put too much blame on him. It was Jacksonville. so. But then defensive coordinator for the Chargers and then for the Raiders you know, over the last five years. I mean, he's, I think he's found his calling card and being, you know, the defensive coordinator. And, you know, his teams over the last several years have gotten really good and they've uh, had tremendous results. You know, Gus Bradley certainly seems like a guy that, you know, really can get the best out of his players. And we saw, you know, this his 2021 Raiders team, you know, for everything they had to deal with and for, you know, him having to be able to be that guy that could really help get that defense going. I mean, you saw it. He knew how to get the most out of Max Crosby, you know, at times when those uh, when his players were getting hurt, especially at the end of the year when they had COVID and they had a bunch of guys missing. You know, I mean, he had to make adjustments and he was able to, you know, find ways to slow down uh, other teams. And 
you know, I mean, he actually did a pretty good job. Their defense did a relatively decent job of slowing down Indianapolis late in the season as well. So, you know, take that for what you uh, will. So, yeah, Gus certainly seems like a uh, very intriguing one. And then you kind of mentioned Chris Harris. Uh, yeah, so give me a little more insight on this one because he. Uh, we kind of talked about Witt Jr. Uh, you mentioned it from recency bias. You thought that uh, Dan Quinn was more of the responsibility of that. And I agree with you uh, when it comes to the secondary coaches. I think it's important that we don't look at the actual defense and we look more at what the actual corners were able to do. And you're right. Guys like Trayvon Diggs, Jordan Lewis, you know, while they created turnovers, they did also give up a ton of yards. Like it's no secret that Trayvon Diggs, even though he was the story of the defense all year because of the turnovers he was forcing, also gave up the most receiving yards of any corner in the league all year. So, you know, it's kind of a, a tale on, you know, what do we see him with? But, you know, Chris Harris, his name gets brought up a little bit because, you know, most recently of the uh, the Washington football team, you know, their secondary has gotten pretty good over the last few years with, you know, underneath his belt. Uh, do you think this is more of a defensive coordinator position for him? Or do you think – it would be wise to see if you could get him to be the defensive backs coach for us going forward. Well, you took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, first of all, I think I was calling the Witt Jr. Norton Jr. So I apologize. <laughs> That's totally my fault. Um, but as far as Chris Harris is concerned, you're exactly right. I, I think that he would be better served as the Colts defensive backs coach or safeties coach if Alan Williams were to be hired as the Bears defensive coordinator, because as we know, the Colts have lost uh, Dave Bor- um, Borzong. Pardon me. Um, I think it's Dave Bor- Borzongi. Bor- Comment section, you can fix us later. We, we promise you can fix us and let us know in the chat. Yeah, I probably butchered his last name. So again, apologies there. Um, Colts linebackers coach, I'll just phrase it that way. Uh, he's gone. Um, J- James Rowe cornerbacks coach he's gone Alan Williams is probably gone or likely gone uh, I think there was one other coach he took with him I'm drawing a blank on but he took a primary if not all as a matter of fact of the Colts defensive staff and so the Colts are not just going to be searching for a new DC they're going to be searching for a new cornerbacks coach a new safeties coach um, a new linebackers coach and and that I think is where Chris Harris can come into play um, I think again he'd be better served as the Colts I, I guess I, I shouldn't say better served but from what I understand, um, I, I guess that's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see him come in maybe under a, a Gus Bradley or a Schwartz or a Chris Richard. And the one thing that I will say about the three other candidates that we've mentioned uh, most about, Richard, Schwartz, and uh, Bradley, is they all share a similar, similar quality uh, in terms of their defense. And that is – and this, again, kind of reflects back on the, the film room that, that Zach Hicks did, which is excellent, by the way. Of They run a, a very similar cover three type defense where they allow, they put their defensive ends, they put their defensive line in general in a better position to get home on a more consistent basis, which, as we mentioned earlier, is something that the Colts need more of. I mean, I think they were certainly bottom of the league in pass rush percentage, uh, sacks, and that sort of thing. And that can't happen. Um, not when you've invested so much on that defensive line, Kamoko Ture, Taekwon Lewis, second round picks, Quiddy Pay, who certainly came on at the end of the year, first round pick, 
you've got obviously DeForest Buckner and Grover Stewart. Grover Stewart being a fifth round pick, he's come on. Buckner, you know, his play speaks for itself. But Pay and Buckner and Stewart can't do it all. You need to have a consistent uh, presence at edge rush, be that a, a younger player in Terrell or Lewis or a veteran player. I mean, we can go on and on about how maybe the Colts shouldn't have let Danico Autry walk, Justin Houston, that sort of thing. Hindsight's always 20-20, right? But the here and now, uh, that to me, with those three candidates specifically, I'd love to see all three all three of them uh, for the Colts, and I'd like to see Chris Harris, again, not to sound redundant, uh, maybe come in as a defensive backs coach, and then you look at Joe Cullen, again, maybe as a defensive line coach. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. Good stuff, Andrew. Thanks again for joining me. I know that uh, you're a little bit more in tune with this stuff than I am. Uh, I, I'll be honest. I tell I told my uh, audience that, you know, I don't know a ton about these guys, you know, other than a few of the ones that people have been talking about in general to me. And I just kind of pick up what they've been telling me. But yeah, you, you know a little bit more about it because you've been kind of keeping more of a close eye into it. So I appreciate you coming on and uh, discussing this with me. I appreciate it. Happy to come on anytime. Um, I've got an article coming out for Stampede Blue tomorrow. A little bit off off topic here, but it's uh, looking at the Colts free agents and who they should and shouldn't keep going into the 2022 season. So for those of you, uh, be sure to follow me on, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, my first and last name is, is how you find me pretty easy. Um, and uh, be sure to check that out. Lots of uh, great offseason co- content coming for Stampede Blue. Can't wait. Appreciate it, man. And yeah, I mean, we've been, we, we're probably going to do a few things with cap space and everything else. We've been talking about the free agent stuff and, you know, we'll, we'll continue to talk about that. I'm sure you guys over at Stampede Blue are going to keep that up as well. So uh, chat, let me know what you guys think in the comments section. Let us know what you think about who the Colts should really target when it comes to the defensive coordinators and other position coaches on the defense. Thank you guys so much for the continued support. Hope you all enjoyed. And as always, go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. 
Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.